calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Take 15 series. I am Larry Cao, Content Director of CFA Institute. Today, I have Frank Liu, Director of the Blockchain Department at OneConnect Ping'an Group, with us to discuss the application of blockchain in financial services. Frank actually has been the, uh, uh, with Ping'an for some time, but before he joined Ping'an, he was previously with the IBM. He was the uh, first product manager of Hyperledger Fabric. He was also the co-author of Hyperledger, of the Hyperledger white paper. Thank you for joining us, Frank. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. So, so let's get started. Maybe tell us a little bit of how, what's the value of blockchain? Okay, uh, I think that's very, very straightforward. I think the value of a blockchain, I think if we think about blockchain is a, is a, a enterprise blockchain, the blockchain for consortium, not the public blockchain for uh, for 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 you know for cryptocurrency or or, or 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 things of that sort, I think the blockchain for 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 enterprises for big businesses is that it's a platform for enterprises to share data. So previously, the data the data are stored in your basically your own database, but blockchain basically creates an opportunity for you to share to actually share the data to actually share the same database, same tables across firms. I think that's uh, something that really, really, that's really valuable to, uh, to the business world. And the second thing it does, I think it's the second biggest value is, uh, um, is decentralization. I'm not talking about full decentralization because uh, if you don't have a, it's, it's very hard to get things going if you don't have a, some sort of a leadership. Um, but rather you have a way to actually decentralize the power of the leader. You actually have the opportunity or ability to transfer the power from the leader to its other participants and basically making the leader very weak. And the value for that is, I mean, the value for the first part is about sharing the data. I think in the financial world is uh, uh, you have a way for risk control, uh, a, better, a better way for risk control because if you have, if you know we're an asset, for example, we're an asset, which probably going to start as a, is a debt or an account receivable, for example, of a, of, a, of a company, that you know where it was originated, and you know where it's going, and you know how many times it has been traded and how many times it has been repackaged into some other derivatives. If you have the full uh, source, I mean, all, every, if you have the information for every, uh, for every part of the workflow, it's, it's going to be much better for you to assess the risk of the asset, because for the banks, you know they're selling assets. I mean the the uh, the, the rate of the asset, the the, the return rate, uh, the ROI of these assets depends on how accurately you can assess the risk level of these assets, and uh, and then you have you consider that and then you have the opportunity to see a lot more than you previously see. Then obviously it's going to be much better for you to assess the the risk level and give that more accurate interest rate for your uh, uh, lending rate for your assets. So transparency, mm -hmm. it does bring up the question of privacy, mm -hmm. because that's one Certainly. of the concerns a lot of people have about mm -hmm. using blockchain. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's definitely true because, like, uh, uh, going back to my other, the previous example, uh, so it's always good to see uh, more information about your asset, like where it was originated and how it comes together and where it's going, where it's probably going. Uh, but but then again, then then why would other people share the information to you, right? So so the privacy, I think uh, that's why we're we're using a lot of uh, uh, cryptology to solve these problems because you basically need to give the power to the people who actually own that piece of information. For example, if you there were there were, um, for example, the where the asset was originated. I mean. Uh, you don't want just if people if for people have this information, you don't want people to, who own this information to, because if you're getting this information to help you for risk management, then there's a price to pay. So if you're using the uh, uh, there, I think there are actually enough crypto out there to actually allow you to have the information, uh, put information on the blockchain, uh, and then then redistribute it later. I think I think the uh, in the crypto term it's basically called distributed uh, distributed broadcast encryption. Um, so if you do that, uh, if you want to, this information have value because if they can help you to better uh, assess the risk of an asset, then then there are value of that these information. So you wanted to uh, have a way for the for the uh, for the asset owner to actually or a potential buyer of an asset to acquire the information with, with a cost. So there is a technical solution to the right. privacy issue, concern. Certainly. But what are some of the other hurdles for adopting blockchain? Uh, I think there are, uh, I think the, the, uh, the other hurdles are, I think one is uh, uh, regulation, right? There's always going to be the case. So, so what are we doing in the one connect is uh, uh, in, in, our, uh, in our design, we, we have uh, something that we designed purposely for, for future regulators. Mm -hmm. So that, because we do understand the regulators, I mean, if you wanted to make it mass adoption of a blockchain, you better get a nod from the regulators. Um, and the secondly is the comfortable, uh, comfortability. Uh, you need to get, because this is a relatively new technology, so you want to make sure that the, uh, the banks using your technology are comfortable with using the technology. How can you get them comfortable? Uh, I think one thing is uh, if you have, uh, if you just, uh, basically you have to explain the technology to them in a way that they can actually understand. Um, uh, it's it's going to be much better if, uh, if, uh, if there are actual, it's actually, it's, if it's something entirely new, it's, it, then it's going to be very different, difficult to, to, con to convince, uh, uh, especially con financial institutions to, of adopting the technology. But if the technology is coming from matured, if the components of the technology is coming from uh, very matured technologies uh, or, or systems, then it's going to be much easier for you to, uh, to convince them of using these technologies. Mm. When we started to, to, to talk about blockchain mm -hmm. about a year ago, mm -hmm. uh, I think we were told that there were actually no live, large-scale blockchain financial applications in place. Mm -hmm. Uh, has the situation changed? And what are some of the promising applications that you can see? Uh, I think the, the situation is changing, right? So, so it, it's going to take more than a day or a month to get there. But I, like in OneConnect, for example, we have almost 10 applications in production right now. But, but some of them, you can argue, they're very, I mean, you can also do that with Oracle. But, but some other applications, I can, I can make a good point that why we you why why is why is it using blockchain would provide a better 
it is, it, why is it better to use a blockchain compared to a traditional technology? Uh, so, so, so I think it's a, it's a work in progress in that term. So in terms of the promising applications, I think by the end of the day for financial, for the banks, is about uh, gaining, uh, is about, I think as I said multiple times earlier, it's about risk management. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, obviously, other people are, are making things, are, are making comments about you know real-time settlement, etc. But I think by the end of the day, I mean the value is really about is one is the risk management and one is about uh, improving the liquidity of the assets. Um, you don't want something to be uh, your your cash to be locked in, in in some pool for for too long. But talking about the, uh, I think, but if you were going to actually touch the the real uh, ledger for securities. That you're gonna face a lot of hurdle because they, they better get really comfortable with the technology because the impact can be huge. Um, but if you can start on the risk side, mm -hmm. there are probably more things you can do because there are a lot of things that hasn't been digitalized, and there are a lot of uh, like risk information such as the credit information that probably can be shared right now, such as the blacklist of a of a, of a company uh, and the information on why the company is on your blacklist. I think if you have a, some kind of business agreement, you have all the privacy control in place. There, I think there, 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 I think these applications can really provide value to the financial world today. Mm. What about the business model? I think that's uh, that's uh, you know on, mm. continue on the theme of the promising mm. applications. Mm. What are some of the promising business models for for blockchain adoption? Uh, I think when we talk about business, well, I think there there are two parts of that. Is I think the the one part is that I described earlier is about um, it's about uh, what, what, what do you use it for, right? And how do you achieve that? Because you can always build a centralized system to, uh, to have everybody put their data in. Uh, I think, uh, especially in OneConnect, what we're doing is, I think the OneConnect is a, is a consortium of about 300 small and medium-sized banks in China. Uh, what are we doing here? We're using blockchain to actually make our, because we are the leader of this consortium. There make no mistake, we are the leader of, of, of this consortium. But we're using the blockchain technology, making us very a very weak leader. So making us just purely an organizer uh, of, uh, of of uh, say the businesses. But we don't really control the information. We don't really control the business. So we use the blockchain to decentralize our power to transfer this power to other uh, participants, our consortium. So democracy, not not anarchy. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, adding democracy to the to the system, I think. At the end of the day, it's about fear, right? I mean, especially for smaller sites. If you were going to use a centralized system, a web application, you basically have to trust them. They're not doing, you have the, you have, well, I think there are two. First of all, you, you better trust them because they have your data. And secondly, you, you have to be, have some sort of altruism <laughs> to, uh, to, to share your data with someone that's probably not going to share the data with you. Because a lot, a lot of people are using this, you know, uh, you know, the uh, the centralized application, linking eBay, but um, but but the, but the information are not giving back to you. But if I want to use the information on LinkedIn, um, I don't think that's available. That's public available. The data, the data is owned by the company. Mm. And that's very challenging. Mm -hmm. So that's one other challenge, I guess, probably for for mm -hmm. blockchain adoption. People need to find this uh, the successful you know, business model for it really to prosper. Right, right. I think one is finding the business model, but I think it actually helped the business model prosper because, uh, mm -hmm. because I, if you think about it, it's, it's a tool to decentralize the power, decentralizing the power. So, so if you have a business model, if you're having difficulties of, uh, of uh, 
for example, building a a a credit score uh, platform, like having you know the the blacklist of uh, uh, of all the companies that are doing business are 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 borrowing money. Uh, if you're building a centralized form, if you if you, if your goal is to create such a platform, then you're gonna have difficulties if you don't have find a way to share your power, to share the uh, to to actually pass the power to the uh, to the to the to the uh, to transfer the power to the actual provider of the data, and that's where block blockchain kicks in. Uh -huh. So so that's one important thing uh, to to understand. It's probably blockchain is something that probably will remain in the background. It's even though it will actually end up being a, a major force in in back office, in the mm -hmm. back office, mm -hmm. it's not something that everybody will have to learn and, and be able to use. Yeah, I would say so. I would think so. I mean, especially, but I'm not talking about cryptocurrency world, but in the, in the enterprise blockchain, I think it's going to be something that's going to help the back office and the middle office, and uh, but stealthily, it's going to. Uh, um, it's going to uh, help banks to assess risk. So, so maybe the interest rate would matter more, right? Because because you, if you can, they can better assess the risk of the of the asset, then then it will impact you because the the asset that you're buying, I mean the the, the interest rate that's charged on the asset will be more accurate. Right. Uh -huh. And finally, we, we've uh, done some thinking about mm -hmm. uh, you know what it takes to be successful mm -hmm. in, in fintech. And one theme we've come across is uh, it seems that we, we need uh, people mm -hmm. uh, who understands both finance and technology because fintech the word comes for you know didn't come for right. no reason. Right. And you yourself you have a technology background, mm -hmm. but also you've uh, studied business. You have mm -hmm. an MBA. Mm -hmm. uh, is that the trend that you see for people in technology to adopt more business training, so they can understand more business and be more successful in business? Well, I think yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think it's better for the technologists to understand the business, but under, especially if they were going, if you're going to revolutionize, if you try to revolutionize uh, the financial world, then you better understand what the financial world is about. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I think we uh, always have the CFA mm -hmm. certification to offer, as always. Uh, and also, thank you very much for sharing insights. Thank you very much, and thank you for tuning in. Copyright 2017, CFA Institute, all rights reserved. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.